0: science, technology, gaming, and other stuff. Uh, I'm Giovanni, your host, as usual, with you, and I'm the other host. Hey. Hello. Hello. So today we are trying to do something that we don't really do. And we thought that we should we should do it like in the past. And we are going to speak about entertainment, but more books, movies, maybe TV series. Something yeah, well, that is entertainment, but it's not gaming all the time. Yeah. So the well, we can just go through some books, movies, maybe series that we watched recently, and or also in general what we like. If you have some something to, I'd say, start with.
1: Yeah, yeah. Uh, I uh, I'm a person who reads a lot, and I have read a lot in my during my life. Uh, I remember this is a, this is not going to be a long uh long story about me growing up but but i just uh, just as a as a little hint of of uh how much i read uh, i remember when i was in school i was maybe 8 or or 9 years old and and we had this the teachers basically promoted reading they wanted to kids to read and you know it it's good you can read anything anything you want like mostly stories because you're kids so there was this um thing throughout the year in the school that uh you you first we created this this uh head from from um you know cardboard we made a head f- for uh for a worm or uh like a no not a worm but the thing that uh butterflies you know uh, are birth from from the egg. The what do you call it? Chrysalis? not that's while they morph yeah anyway the, the uh, sort of a bug yeah 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 the bug the worm form so basically create a head for it, and then uh from cardboard and whenever you read a book, you uh make sort of one uh, another circle uh and then you sort of write in that circle the book that you read, how many who wrote it, and how many pages it has, and then you glue it to the head, and this way you create this long sort of worm out oh, of nice uh, yeah basically out of all the books that you have read. It's a like a. I think that was a nice little thing, you know, for kids because you, that way you easily easily visualize what you read and and sort of it's, you know, colorful and fun for kids and so on. And you can see how much you're reading more than the others. Yeah, and I I remember for me the problem was for me and and some other kids in the school, uh, on our in our class the problem was that at some point, uh, it become way too long so that no matter where on the wall you you put the head it's going to reach the floor so we <laughs> me and these other kids we had the problem that we have to you know let it go down and then uh, start sticking it, sticking it up at a, again at some point so basically it goes like a sine wave uh, because it's otherwise it's way too long and and that was and we also had this competition who, who reads the most so so this Did is you too, have to read also-
0: certain amount of books of a certain type because if you want to be fast there are very <laughs> short
1: books <laughs> yeah I mean I, I guess we didn't optimize it that well because we were nine <laughs> so yeah okay that's true <laughs> we were just everyone was just reading whatever they felt like so this is just to tell or give you some perspective that um, I've been ever since I was a kid I've been reading lots of books um, but yeah enough about me more more about the books uh, the last few books that I've read uh, are quite different from each other um, as as a Christmas present I got a book from my father that used to belong to his father, I don't think my father has read this but, but uh, his father was a very intelligent man, I, I never met him but but the, um, the stories I've heard of him and, and the books that I've read from him have been very interesting, he was basically a, a farmer without any higher education but he liked to read uh lots of like uh, science for lay people like uh, mathematics and physics for for you know written for a lay person and also okay. philosophy so so uh, one of the one of the books that i got for for christmas was this uh translated collection of basically essays and stuff written by a german uh, philosopher called Arthur Schopenhauer. Um, he was one of, I guess, he is one of the great German philosophers in, in the uh, who lived in the, um, I think it was in the very late 1800s and and early 1900s. So, in the uh, 18th century. Okay.
0: Did uh, uh, you so. read it
1: already? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I actually started reading it basically immediately that I got it, um, and I finished it some some months ago. It was very interesting. I have never actually read philosophy uh, before that. I mean, I have read about philosophy, but not actually any any works of philosophy. So this was quite interesting, and and he had very uh, very fun ways of of explaining very fun and very clear ways of explaining things and sort of thinking about the world. But, uh, mostly I think what he wrote has, has been, uh, outdated because it was written before, basically before the greatest sort of scientific, um, discoveries of, of the, uh, of the 20th century so basically before we knew about general relativity or quantum physics and so on so so whenever whenever he talks about uh subjects that are related to that he's, he's basically blowing smoke out of his ass <laughs> it doesn't have anything to do with reality but, but, but... that's the interesting thing that i mean it's philosophy in the old time of course is
0: different and they would think different things based on what we know so mm. it's kind of it's somehow never Never correct if you wait long
1: enough. Maybe yeah, because it's based on the knowledge we have. Yeah, 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 yeah. It's it's uh in in that sense, yes, yes, uh, I agree. And it, it was interesting to read because he also had uh, very interesting ways of of uh, saying things. Like I mentioned, for example, he called sort of the life on Earth. He basically called it um, a bit of mold. On a rock, on a cold rock that is uh, going around a hot ball of fire. So he basically summed up uh, the life on Earth as being mould, or, or <laughs> yeah, something. Besides yeah. the,
0: the, the cold rock, I mean, Earth is not really cold, but
1: well, yeah, but in cold, cold rock, as in, yeah, it's, yeah. it's not generating uh, lots of yeah. heat or, or power or energy, rather. Um, yeah, I mean, he he has some. Some fun ways of of doing things, but he also was a uh, completely opposite from me because he's a pessimist. Uh, and I mean, this this Finnish translation of his works is called, or collection of his works is called, um, basically the 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 life lessons of a pessimist. So, I mean, he he, he seems to be a you could say a crumpy old man. <laughs> yeah, maybe he was yeah i mean uh well he was at least according to all uh, according to all the stories that that uh people of of his age have told of him, for example there was um a lady old lady who lived with him in in the same building as he did, and apparently the lady i think she liked to sing or play a piano or something like this and this uh schopenhauer guy was really annoyed by that and one time he actually pushed her down the stairs because he was so annoyed with her um and obviously she got injured injured so he had to start paying money to her because i mean you know basically he, 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 she could have died so he he uh injured her badly and then it's rumored that he said sort of when the woman died uh the silence came back that okay. was okay <laughs> so yeah he he was not a pleasant person yeah though.
0: I can imagine.
1: <laughs> so something else that you read a bit less I don't know. Deep. Um well I have been reading I have been reading lots of this um sort of complexity science, I think. That I mean that's that's still sort of uh somehow deep but not not it's not philosophy it's it's basically about complex adaptive systems um and i read a couple of books written by by john h holland and it's important to say the h in between because there's a famous internet psychic called john holland so if you google for john holland you will find some crazy person talking about <laughs> how he can heal people uh, over the internet but john h holland is a American scientist or was an American scientist, he, he passed away some years ago. Uh, and he's actually the uh, father of uh, genetic algorithms. So, um, so this is some more some technical books. Yeah, yeah, they, these are uh, the books I read are called hidden order. Uh, let's See what it's actually called in the entire name. Uh, hidden order how adaptation builds complexity. And another one is Emergence from Chaos to Order. So uh these books are very much about sort of I, I, I could I think you could say this is like a uh distillation of his life's work. Uh because he, he was a uh, um he worked in computer science uh but also uh he studied biology and evolution um and he combined it also i I think he has a master's in physics or bachelor's in physics so so he he has a very sort of diverse background um and in these books he presents sort of a theory for how you can model uh first of all how you can view very different systems from from the same point of view so you can view things like uh how how societies and, and cities for example uh new york city uh and and uh you know uh uh termites or or a termite or an ant colony um or any any kind of social insects uh forest fires different kind of things where uh birds and bird flocks and and fish uh, schools uh how you can view all of these things with the same and, and study all of these with the same kind of um, framework or, or you can view them from the same point of view, which is that all of these systems are uh, born from very simple interactions of, of uh, agents, adaptive agents, which are sort of these agents are doing that they they aren't um, driven. They don't follow any orders from above, so to speak. All of these agents are doing what they personally want. Whether it's a person living in New York City and trying to get food, or it's a ant trying to find food, or it's a bird trying to fly in in the in the flock of of birds and trying not to be eaten by by predators. Uh, so all of these agents they they interact among they the the interactions. Of these individual agents form very complex behaviors when viewed as a whole. So I'm not very uh, I I can't express what I'm trying to say very clearly, but he actually does, and it's it's extremely interesting how complex, very 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 complex behavior and sort of complex aggregated systems rise from these actually very simple interactions between different agents.
0: So do you think this is something that why the public could be actually interested or it's really deep on the the topic, like, like this easy science, uh, like uh, easily explained science or more like hard science for people that actually want to know the topic better.
1: Well, at least these books are, um, in my opinion, they are very, they are so well written and and so well explained with uh, easy to understand examples that I think basically anyone who Anyone with an actual brain, actually working brain, I think could be able to understand this. I mean, they have some <coughs> some, some equations and, and they borrow from some uh, computer science ideas uh, and and um, evolution and so on. But, but you can mostly skip those and you can get the high level overview, overview quite easily. So maybe it might be boring for someone who's not interested in this because some of the... Some of the details he brings out in these books are possibly quite tedious for someone who isn't interested in this. But at least for me, both of these books were probably the most interesting books I've ever written. i uh, sorry, okay. read. Nice, I've written, that would be cool. <laughs> <laughs> yeah.
0: but yeah. yeah, so that's, if you skip the boring part, it could be interesting for everybody. If you kind of want to see more, like I've read, many many years ago a book about the chemistry in the kitchen kind of thing where it was going easily through what happens chemically when you cook food so of course if you know the chemistry it's you know you get more out of the book but if you don't know the chemistry you can still kind of get an idea of more deep of what's going on when you make different type of food so it's maybe multiple level that you can skip what you don't really want to understand or really care to go that deep and i mean you cannot really explain science without saying something that it's it's needed (laughs) some deep level things are always needed
1: yeah yeah i mean i i think for for uh these kind of books which are describing uh, science to lay people and 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 sort of maybe bringing some new information in an easily Uh, understandable format they of course always have to have to like walk on on the border of making sense and and being truthful but also you know being easy enough to understand that like uh, in that sense but yeah i mean this this actually sounds very interesting the book that you mentioned because uh I, i i remember at some point when I was, when I was a kid, I was wondering, I mean, I was slightly fascinated by the fact that that things taste different. If you just apply heat, like, uh, yeah. Yeah. If you do, if you do nothing to, well, I mean, a very easy example is, is raw meat, uh, raw, raw meat tastes completely different from, from, uh, cooked meat. And that was like, yeah. why, why, why? I mean, you do nothing, you don't add any spices. Why would it taste different? Yeah. So that's, it's the kind of book that
0: I'm really interesting to read. If it, then you kind of understand a little bit better. And so, since we are into the science stuff, I'm gonna move to something that is not a scientific book, but it's mm-hmm. uh well, uh, I will it's pretty, quite famous probably. It's a uh, the book that is written together with the movie the 2001 Space Odyssey. Oh, yeah. I yeah. might have spoke about this because Clark is, I mean, every time you speak about science fiction, he's the guy. Mm-hmm.
1: Yeah.
0: I for sure mentioned before the rendezvous with drama. Yeah. One yeah. of the best, uh, science fiction book ever written. I don't know if you read it by now. Yeah. Yeah. I've read it. Okay, okay. Nice. So again, you cannot speak about that book without ruining the book. So you can mm-hmm. only say that it's just coherent. It is really good. Yeah. Uh, yeah the 2001 that is the book that i've saw the movie a few times uh it's it's a nice movie it's uh for the time of course That's always something that when you speak about the old movie you really need to contextualize where they are the time when they are filmed because they can be but i personally don't think that movies are something that are timeless not all that there are many many movies that are really good when they are made but they kind of lose somehow because personally, I really like also the technical part of a movie, mm-hmm. so that is evolving all the time. And I'm not only speaking about just special effects just because they look better, but the thing you can
1: do in a movie, yeah, and, and also the techniques of actually like filming the movie. So they have like really good ideas
0: in that movie, specifically how to solve some problems that you could not solve easily in a movie. Like mm. when they have the shoes they attach on the ground because it's hard to really simulate absence of gravity. And these kind of things that they look a little bit weird maybe. Mm. But you uh, if that's me that ruins movie to myself really thinking overthinking this kind of stuff. Yeah. Of course if you just don't think about all the things, you just enjoy the movie and it's still extremely cool in so many things, but then you read the book—at least for me—and the movie is so much worse. Yeah, and, and that's annoying because the movie is not from the book; they are just written at the same time. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's just two media of the
1: same story written at the same time. But the yeah. one is so much better. <laughs> I agree with both uh, both of your sentiments. First of all, the fact that. Uh, not all movies age well. I mean, there are movies which you can you can view at any time, like whenever, and and even if it was made sixty years ago or five years ago or hundred years ago. Well, that's quite far, but anyway, uh, there are movies which age well and they don't really lose their magic. Uh, but then there are movies which are just that they, they are just painful to watch, even though there is something that makes them a classic or there's something that actually would be enjoyable it's still it's still uh quite painful to watch them because it has not aged well this i guess this also applies to games and, and and other media as well but um and and yeah i also agree with the fact that many times especially older movies if they are based on a book or if they are like in this sense done at the same time with the book uh books age a lot Better because uh, you can describe things you don't have to because you don't have to show them you can just say you know they were walking and and you don't have to care about what that looks like because anyone reading the book uh, imagines them walking obviously they will imagine them walking sensibly in that situation so even if it's a situation which doesn't make sense under you know normal circumstances like walking in the in the ceiling the person reading it will imagine them walking, you know, normally and, and in a sensible manner in the ceiling, even though the ceiling part is silly. But if you have to actually show how it looks, then if you don't have the technology to make it look good or whatever the reason, then it can age pretty badly and just look horrible.
0: Yeah. It's, it's this kind of thing that, you know, the book doesn't need to have any visuals, so it, in that sense really, yeah, it, it doesn't age because your visual is I mean <laughs> every time you read it It's only about yourself Yeah, but then the movie has this thing that with visual you can make things that you cannot make with a book So if I'm really not involved or if I I don't know for some who does don't really get the feeling that I should get in certain part of the book Then the book is losing a lot while a movie it's much easier to visually and with sound, make the emotion to the people that are watching the movie. That are watching the movie. Yeah, yeah. That and in that sense, sense. It's, they are, they're both something that they are like, is not so easy to compare, but the book that doesn't want, it just the story, it just has a starting, the middle part, it's all the same, but the ending, it's actually a proper ending, and you kind of understand what's going on. Well, mm. the movie it just made so that you don't understand, and the whole point is that you don't understand.
1: Ah, okay, yeah, yeah. Now you're yeah. talking specifically about the 2001 again. Yeah, 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 yeah. 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 Yes. yeah. So in
0: in that sense, visually the movie is still extremely good, and also all the sound work. The fact that in space there is no sound, yeah, this, the classical music playing like this is just really so good. But then. Yeah uh it, like in the beginning, for example, when there is the monolith and the all the monkey mm-hmm. it, it really explains the evolution of the things, and you really understand what's going on but in the in the movie it's made cryptic as like as the point of the movie
1: but i i think uh sort of what you're now uh uh criticizing here is 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 basically an artistic choice i i think it was yeah, completely. Yeah. Exactly. That so. the,
0: the differ- uh, That's what I I got. That the difference between the book that is telling the story and the movie that is telling the same story and the choice they are being made in the movie. Mm.
1: After I read the book, the movie is so much worse for me. It's well. Okay. A okay. Way. Well. Yeah. Yeah. I. I guess. I guess. Yeah. Yeah. Sort of. It. It just. Uh, it's good that you mentioned worse for you because I. I wouldn't ah, yeah, use. Of course. I wouldn't use myself. I wouldn't use the worse. I wouldn't use the word "worse." I would just say I dislike it, sort of. But I guess that—that's exactly what you mean. It's you dislike the movie because it's this way, and you like the book because it's this way. But yeah. sort of comparing worse and better implies—no, no, no—it no. That... just resonates
0: better with me. Let's say.
1: Yeah, 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 yeah. Exactly. Because whenever you say something is better or, uh, or worse than something else, it implies that you can compare them, you know. And and there's actually a there's actually a level where they are equal. Which yeah, I they guess. are equal in
0: the sense that it's the same story ta- told in two different medium by two different people. And one is better for me than the other.
1: Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, I understand what you mean.
0: But uh, in this, let's say like a little bit here because it's actually a cool topic for me. It's that mm-hmm. this book and movie kind of thing. Yeah. Because yeah. usually the book is better. That's what most of the people would say. But then. And there are a few examples. The one that always comes to my mind is the Fight Club movie. That the book is first and then the movie is after. But the movie it's the better medium, in a way, for that type of story, I think. Not that the book is worse, but the movie can use the tricks that are used in the story. So like when they speak about inserting the frames into the movie, that Tyler is doing that as a job, yeah you remember uh so yeah he works I... in the movie theater and then he makes you know adds the the different frames to the movie while people watching, so this subliminal message mm. it that is actually done in the movie,
1: oh yeah, yeah,
0: so you know all this kind of and then it, you can really it's there is Tyler it's shown much before you know that he's existing if you really look after you watch the movie enough time that you really see it. There is this one one scene and you see it. And it's this subliminal thing that you can't do with a book.
1: Yeah. um, Yeah. I can't personally sort of discuss the difference in in this particular case because I I have not read the uh, book, but but I completely agree here that sort of in the book you can't uh, because you have to you have to make it explicit everything you're doing in a book has to be sort of explicit you can't hide anything anywhere i mean obviously you can hide things in the subtext you can for example uh you can convey uh, what kind of someone is without actually saying that they are that kind of person by just just uh showing how they react to things or what they say to people or what they do in that sense you can sort of you can show something that is it's that is not explicitly said, but you can sort of make this feeling. But, but then in, in, the feeling
0: is yours, so it might be different from mine in that sense.
1: Yeah, 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 yeah. And I mean, I mean, this sort of thing needs from from the reader. This sort of thing needs some uh, some experience with with uh, reading books and and some experience in this kind of storytelling. Whereas in a movie, because we humans are. So very much uh, visual creatures, and most of our uh, Sensories are are about visual things, or m- m- most of the things we experience are about visual things, and and all the other senses are sort of you know uh, yeah kind of additional to that yeah 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 supporting it somehow. Yeah. Then in, in movies, it's it's extremely easy to hide these. These things which nobody has to—we we are all trained already by life to pay attention to one thing uh, and one thing only at a time, but still at the same time be able to understand if there is something going on in the background that we should maybe, you know, change our attention to. So, in, in this sense, for example, if if you are talking to someone, you're looking them um, in, in in their eyes and at their face. But you can still see if there's something moving fast towards you. So so in this sense you have always you have this uh sense of, of something happening on the background. And in the movies this can be exploited with with uh something happening on the on the uh backside or you know, the mood, the lighting changing in the background, all, all these kind of things which sort of give you uh idea and and make you feel something because of something is happening, but it's, it's it's still not sort of the main point or it's not something that is pointed at like, hey, look at this, look at this, look at this, this is important, look at this. Yeah, you can make
0: the feeling kind of, you create the feeling to the viewer. And in, in a book, it's kind of much harder in a way. Like a- another example that this is not which one is better, but like the road, I watched the movie first that is this post-apocalyptic extremely sad movie where everything goes wrong and everybody is shit and life is shit and then i I don't know if you saw it
1: yeah i've I've seen the movie yeah yeah. so the book it's
0: actually to me that this this all to me because that's the only way to speak about these things is what is for you like Mm -hmm. for me was even more having this empty feeling that you really feel that as Jonathan even said, it's just empty, like the world is dead, and you yeah. feel exactly like that. And that was one of the best thing about the book, is how much more of the movie can make you feel like it, it wants to. Like, there is no... Everything is written directly. There is no really difference between the dialogues and the book. Mm. And the dialogue is just its own line, dot, and then the next line, and they speak very little. And the way it's written, extremely good. And um, so I don't remember the author now because... Uh, yeah, but... Uh, it, it's The Road, anyway. It's yeah, movie and book. So in that case, that is the book that for me had a better way of conveying feelings than the movie, and the movie is already extremely good.
1: Mm. Yeah, yeah I, I guess sort of... Um... Uh again I have uh, I'm speaking only personally for me, but I, I have the feeling that whenever you want to have some sort of in in some sort of some sort of a quite a quite a delicate message or, or a delicate feeling like this and delicate being something that it's it's very difficult and if you do something wrong then you're not conveying that message delicate in that sense. So for example this me feeling of I don't know, I guess I would call it existential crisis or something like this like not not personally being sad or depressed but it's just this oppressive feeling that the entire human race is is uh gone or or you know you're the only person for example in in the mars in the martian uh the situation is that you're the only person in the entire planet that that's not like uh that's not the same feeling as for example being alone at your home. You're in both cases you're alone and you know there there's no people around and you don't have uh human connection at that that sort of um that moment but but they're completely different because in 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 the other situation you have the option to you know find people to talk to or you know connect with people but in the other one you are completely entirely alone without any chance of communicating with anyone in any way and, and they are that that's sort of something that I think is is easier to convey in books um, than in movies at least I, I found it to be I don't know, I don't actually have a good analysis or a good idea why that would be, at least not from the top of my head but I personally I, I felt that way that books always books always sort of give this kind of complicated and delicate kind of uh, feelings and emotions better.
0: It's probably because then you also, uh, since you are reading a book alone, you really are just feeling what you are feeling. And since the point of of the movie is to make you feel something, if it doesn't resonate with you or you don't really get the feeling, then it's like, yeah, okay. I mean, you can get thrown away from the movie, I think much easier than from a book. Yeah, 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 I guess like that. With that, with that example, uh, with The Martian, I, again, read both and watched the movie. Mm-hmm. And, okay, I prefer the book. Mostly yeah. these days because uh, it's longer, so it, you can actually write a lot more. So it's just more data that you have about, the, it's like, explain the whole story of what happens.
1: I agree completely. So it, makes,
0: it makes more sense. But yeah. as a movie, it's actually shows extremely well how it, it could be like it gives you a better image because you actually see in the technical way how the things are because okay maybe we are interested in the space stuff so you know but if you just read the book and you've never really seen too much about the topic it's maybe harder to really visualize
1: in a way yeah yeah i i agree and this is actually a uh... Um it's good that i brought brought out brought up the uh books and movies of the Martian because in a completely unreaded topic because this is an interesting thing about that is that uh in this sense I don't think the book is better or the movie is better they both here here's a very good example of when they when the medium in which you convey the story has a very big uh effect on it so for for example, exactly those points that you said in the movie, it's so much easier to because you see everything you don't have to waste time in in explaining how would a dome in a in a Martian landscape look like or how would it function because you you see it it has to function it has to be stable and it has to you know be be some way and you can see that in five seconds or two seconds camera camera shows you the scene and you can easily see it um whereas in the book you can you can go into like you said, you can uh, give much more information, but you can go also into much more greater detail about different piece of equipment or different technique of of or technical details of how something works without it actually being unnecessarily boring or long-winded. Whereas in the movie, it might just you know be useless and it would probably be cut if it can't be shown in a in a nice way. Yeah, it so, would be maybe more boring to just see. It's like a documentary at that point. Yeah, yeah. So I mean, it, this is a very good example where I think it it was it's extremely good that there is both the movie and the uh, the book because because I I really enjoyed both of them and, yeah. and in the movie one of the best things in the movie obviously was Matt Damon and his sort of his sort of uh, behavior. He's, he's, uh, I think he quite perfectly caught or, or was able to show us how, how the main character was with his yeah. uh, sense that of humor exactly. and so. Yeah. The one thing
0: about the movie that, again, compared to the book, this is the difference of the medium where the same thing is stored. So towards the end, when he's kind of floating in space with the, with the space suit and he mm. has to kind of control itself going, from his ship that is in a different orbit than the other ship. It's exactly the same in the book. Actually, the book goes much more wrong than the movie to the point that it's almost like, okay, now it's getting a little bit too much. Like, like come on. <laughs> I can't be that unlucky. But in the book, that scene to me it didn't feel stupid or too much. But when you actually see it in a movie, then it starts to be a little bit like, oh, okay, come on, this is way too much, and it looks worse in a way when you see it than when you actually read it. I don't really know why. It's the same thing, exactly the same thing.
1: Yeah. Uh, well, because you I think that
0: it's kind of uh, it's a bit more fake because you yeah, see
1: it. yeah, yeah. I I I guess so. But in, in the I think one sort of one thing that I have to say about the book, which which was uh, Better than in the book than in the movie, mostly because the mostly because it made a very nice scene and and it looks cool in the movie and possibly the movie was done by you know people who care more about how how funny or or awesome it looks rather than is it actually possible or is it would anyone do it, and I'm talking about the scene we're not we're now gonna spoil the movie and the book but it's it's yeah I'm gonna write that this
0: is spoiler stuff
1: yeah so uh. Um, the, the scene where sort of I don't remember the name of the character, but let's let's call him Matt for Matt Damon. Anyway, Matt is uh, is he has his uh, he has a uh, flown from the from the surface of Mars or launched from the surface of Mars, and he's they are on the orbit now. And sort of Matt is then saying, "Oh, should I make a hole in my suit and then fly to you? You, you know, using the air pressure as propellant." and in the in the book it was like haha good joke and that was it <laughs> he didn't do it and that was like yeah 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 blah 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 funny funny joke and let's try to figure out how to solve this problem and in the movie it was like okay i'm going to do it and then he did it and he flies with that and that's sort of it's very stupid and silly and oh, completely yeah yeah and completely something you should never do if, unless you want to die. But it made so, actually how was it in the book? Then I don't even remember at this point. Like I don't remember actually either, but I think it was nothing so dramatic. I think it was Because I, I'm not
0: sure now if that scene is actually the same in the book. Because I, I think it was... remember that maybe it's not as dramatic as the movie because it's in the book, so it's maybe much shorter or something, like they are much more near that it shows in the movie or something.
1: Yeah, I, I think if I remember correctly, in the, in the book, the uh, they didn't sort of have this extra problem. I think in the book it was something like um, you have to, someone has to go uh, without the tether, without the safety safety line, and catch them, and then boost back, and then someone has to be. On the safety line, who then catches them or something like this, and in the movie, I think they wanted to make the climax more sort of epic, but they paid paid for that epicness by being, you know, not not making that much sense. That is the kind of thing
0: when you're like a scientist and you care about the science that a movie about space cannot be epic. That just, I mean, Interstellar is the most epic movie about space. And that is kind of science fiction, in a way. Mm. But it's, it's still really based. It doesn't do something that is physically wrong. It just tells a story that it's, I don't know, we don't know if that would be happening. That's a speculation and science fiction part. But it's really grounded on the technical things and does that so well. And the Martian yeah. does exactly the same. But the one scene that is like, ah, uh, no, not necessary.
1: Yeah, yeah. At least I mean at least they didn't ruin the entire movie by that. No, no, no. Uh, which is yeah. which is uh <laughs> my my favorite, my pet peeve, uh the movie that I like to hate so much is uh Gravity. Oh come on. <laughs> because because that, because the movie audiovisually, for example, is extremely beautiful. I mean it's, yeah, it's it's extremely well made, yeah. It has one of the greatest scenes of of all all space movie movies I've ever seen, which is the destruction of, of the Space station that looks so damn cool. I mean, even if that is also unscientific because you yeah, don't have that, that much. That is,
0: the movie is made to be epic, but it's completely stupid in the science part and completely yeah. Crazy. Yeah,
1: but I mean, they they have some many parts of the movie are you know they are actually realistic and and good and so on. But but the one scene where <laughs> where George Clooney has to die because of story reasons, I mean. Yeah. And that just I just fucking hate that scene because not not because you you're you know you need to do something because of story. I hate that scene because you want to do something because of story and then you break the laws of physics to get that something done, even though there would be so many so easy ways to actually do the exact same thing and not make uh yourselves or your writers look completely idiotic when they do something that is that is so 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 out of out of this world whereas yeah. the entire rest of the movie is based on reality why, yeah, why? But the,
0: the whole point of i mean if that, that movie is kind of not really based on reality in the sense that they there is like these rocks that destroy the station and oh, come on the fact that oh. they are like they are changing from one station to the other with a suit—I mean, it's completely
1: fucking dumb. Like, what all the well, things are completely impossible because. I well, mean, I mean, I, I mean, based in reality, that it doesn't have any science fiction. All of it is, is like you know, possible. Yeah, I mean, I they would that... maybe people wouldn't do that, but it's it doesn't have any of this speculation. Oh, could this be real or could that do it? All of it is like it is a. Uh, movie about reality it's it's a movie about okay, in the world sense, that we live in but they do something that they are not possible like yeah this point, like well, going to
0: a space shuttle that is exploding to a space station with the suit oh, oh okay well like it, in that sense it's not
1: well possible. I, I mean i mean it's possible in in our reality there is nothing you don't break any laws it's it's not like science fiction it's it's not magic yeah, okay in that no no it's not magic but it's just yeah. a car that goes 400 kilometers per hour
0: in a street with. With curves so much, I mean that's not physically possible, but technically i mean it's yeah, it's not a car that jumps out of nowhere it's
1: just yeah and i mean sort of most of it doesn't break your immersion that you know this movie is based on reality and and it's uh it could sort of be um in this sense I mean that it could work as a as a documentary that it doesn't have any any sort of magical fantastical elements except for this one part where George Clooney drifts away into you know wherever which yeah. is completely <laughs> unrealistic and doesn't have anything to do with, with this world it doesn't have anything to do with laws of physics yeah it's it's
0: the fact that that movie like really it's for me has nothing realistic in the sense that everything they do even never happen in reality not, not, never like it's not possible but it's mm. not breaking somehow any rule in that way. But that the one scene that is probably the scene of the movie, like the movie is based on that one scene. And that one scene breaks the physics while while nothing is happening. You know, things are exploding and whatever you're like, it's cool to see and you're not really thinking like, is that possible that this orbit is different than the other orbit? Whatever, that's fine. But that one scene is like, that is not how it is. (laughs) Yeah. So it's 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 it's... so, so weird. That they yeah. actually did it
1: like that, yeah. And it's a, it's a, it's a real shame because it could have been, it could have been a. I mean, it, it is a very beautiful movie visually and and audiovisually, like I mentioned. But oh well, yeah, I, I, I don't know. It won all the Oscars
0: and it's a shit movie. So, but that's yeah, that's what yeah. happens. But it's when yeah. they say that they have scientific consults and it's really based, it's really made to be realistic. It's not. I mean, it just, you're saying yourself something that is not true, and you ruin the movie double time because people expect a really realistic movie. Mm. So um, it's the same thing as 2001 Space Odyssey. They don't say that it's a realistic movie, but all the space parts are done much more realistic in a way.
1: Yeah, yeah.
0: And yeah, I agree. Just, you know, <laughs> all right. I think is already gone quite far, and at the end, this is for movie versus uh book discussion. I think it's really interesting, and we should continue this another time
1: yeah, yeah, I mean this is a very, but very easy. Done some examples yeah and this is a very easy topic to sort of just discuss randomly so we can easily fill the fill the uh empty slots with this kind of discussion
0: yeah yeah I, they they are discussions that are really interesting. Uh, we don't go to the same type of movies all the time It would be nice to find some different stuff but let's see if next time we think a little bit this was just came out out of nowhere so yeah all right so I would say that we see you next time as usual you can come on Twitter at stg underscore podcast and we have an hashtag to think it could be book vs movies. Yeah, 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 book, books versus movies. Yes, there is a friend of mine that keeps writing the hashtag to me directly on Telegram. <laughs> it's Like, Come on. <laughs> so yeah, uh, anybody else, you can go on Twitter. And let's see if we can finally find some guests to come here soon enough. Has been not that easy. These days, I don't know why, maybe because I want to do things that are too cool and the people are too cool to really have time for doing this, but (laughs) we will see. Until then, have a nice evening, night, day, morning, whenever you listen to this. Bye bye. Bye bye.